Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on this Thursday, the 2nd of December, 2021. So glad to have you jumping on board. If you're a brand new listener, welcome. Hopefully there's some stuff I talk about today that is enough for you want to come back and listen tomorrow, but also check out some of the previous back catalogue, all, um, all 383 episodes of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast, 300 of which are sitting on... The Apple platform, and I think uh, every other platform I think has more than 300. But uh, anyway, for some reason, Apple only has 300. But I digress. And if you're a returning listener, of course, greatly appreciate you coming back. Love the feedback that I'm getting. Love the uh, the comments that I get via text message, via LinkedIn, and via email. So greatly appreciates. Uh, greatly appreciate the comments, and I greatly appreciate that the fact that there's some value that's being delivered. In this particular podcast, and even if it helps one person make uh, some positive inroads in terms of their culture and therefore performance, then it's uh, it's all worthwhile. Now, based on that, uh, and in talking about this, I've, I've been looking at LinkedIn in the last couple of days, and there's been a number of posts that have come through which points to this thing called culture. And I do want to talk about culture, and it comes a little bit off the back of what we talked about yesterday in terms of why should anyone listen to you, and that really is about creating a culture or an environment where people want to be around you, want to be part of something special, and you as a leader, what sort of role you play in that. But I've, I've for many years believed that sales culture is absolutely everything. And yes, it's a cliche, but I often say, and it's not my saying, but I've, I've stolen I don't know who said it first of all, but I've stolen it and I'll, I'll just own it now. I say that sales culture will always eat sales strategy for breakfast every single day. Now, it is a cliche, but I, th- I firmly believe, and I've seen this play out, that if you take two identical teams in terms of talent and also in terms of opportunities that are in front of them, the team that's got the more engaged culture, the better culture, will always win, period. Now, it's interesting because I'll often have a conversation with people and say, oh, you know, that team over there, that sales leader, they're able to deliver some really, really quick results. And I said, well, that's great, but the true test of a great sales leader and the true test of an exceptional sales leader is their longevity, their sustainability, but also the replicability of the results. And so when I talk about the fact that sales culture will eat sales strategy for breakfast every single day, this is over a period of time because the truth and great culture will always stand the test of time. Yes, you can have flashes in the pan. You can have teams and salespeople and sales leaders just like the one night um, the one, what is the one? I was going to say the one night wonder. It's actually the one hit wonder that comes and go, comes on the scene and actually comes in in a blaze of glory, has a phenomenal uh, uh, win and then disappears. Yeah, you've seen it all the time. There's there's a lot of singers and bands that have a phenomenal, phenomenal song that becomes super popular. They become very, very famous, but that's all they're known for. And so when you've got these tribute bands, you can't build a, a business or can't build a, I guess, a set. Uh, if you're a band, certainly a cover band, off the music of a one-hit wonder because you've only got one song to play. And the same can be said about sales leaders and sales teams. You can have a sales team that strikes gold, catches lightning in a bottle, just happens to be at the right place at the right time. The clients were just in that buying cycle where they're about to step forward and make a purchase, and they got lucky, right? But 
They don't seem to be able to duplicate and replicate that result, so it becomes consistency. And so when you compare that to a team that has a great culture and an engaged culture where people are actually engaged and doing what they know they should be doing to make a contribution to the greater outcome of the team, these are the ones that tend to, over a period of time, always come out on top. So it's the, it's the slow and steady wins the race approach, but with the right principles in place, the right standards in place, and certainly the right behaviors in place that drives the thing called consistency. So if you remember yesterday, if you listened to yesterday's podcast, we talked about the five dysfunctions of a team and how an exceptional sales leader will first focus their attention on creating a highly functional team, which is based on that bedrock of trust. And so this is all about culture. When you think about this, and when culture is in place, if you've got a sales leader, you're part of a sales team, where the sales leader is fully focused on creating an environment where people feel, first of all, safe. So there's an area of psychological safety. If they feel valued, that they want to make a contribution, and therefore their discretionary effort will improve, they feel a lot better about being a part of that particular team. So when a, when a sales leader focuses on culture first, before they put the strategy in place, these are the sales leaders that find they get more consistent results, and those results are more sustainable over a longer period of time. Otherwise, the, the strategy is not having an impact. Now, you're probably the same as me. You've probably been part of teams or seen teams or observed teams or maybe you've even overseen teams where you were forced to develop a sales strategy and the business or the senior leaders were all about strategy, strategy, strategy. And I've seen it so many times that often it would be the strategy of the month or every 90 days, there'd be a fundamental change in strategy which pre- predominantly created um, upheaval dysfunction within a team because there was no consistency and the message kept changing which meant you had people within the sales force thinking okay what is what is the methodology of the month now what are we doing this month or what's the strategy next month and they didn't necessarily have a lot of runway to be able to nail the strategy over a long period of time these are the organizations that might be suffering from a little bit of um, shiny thing syndrome as an organization which is which is very much a a real syndrome where they're looking at the shiny objects and chasing the shiny thing, hoping that's going to deliver the results, thinking that the strategy they'll build around that is going to deliver the dreams of the organization. And it simply doesn't work. Organizations that have a focus first and foremost on culture are the ones that over history are the ones that stand the test of time and over time deliver this more exceptional results than their competitors. So my view is, and this is, you don't have to necessarily agree with this, this is just my experience and everything I talk from in this podcast is from my experience and my perspective. So you don't have to agree with it, but it's just like gravity, it works anyway. Only when culture is in place can strategy fully be realized. And hence why my belief, certainly as a, as a trainer, facilitator, a mentor and a coach of, of, of leaders and trying to create, helping to create exceptional sales leaders, is why I believe culture is everything. Now, I do this with teams, I do this with senior sales leaders, and I do this with uh, with football teams as well. If you don't have the culture in place, then you know what? Any success you get, potentially, is going to be done happening by accident. Now, one of the things I want to talk about today is what are some elements of culture that we as leaders should be thinking about and putting in place so that we maximize the opportunity to create an environment where people want to be part of. And one of the best ways to that I use to describe culture because often many people find it quite challenging to really define culture, what it looks like. The best way I do this, to just to dumb it down, is to talk about the environment. What does the environment look like? What is the vibe or the feeling that people get when they are in the team or when you're looking from the outside in? What is the feeling you get or what is it, how does it look when the team go about their business? 
What is the energy like? So when you walk into a room, and you'll know this, you walk into a certain business, and there's this certain energy, there's this vibe that's in there. That is culture. Then you get another business, and you'll say, wow, there's something not quite right about this organization. There, I can feel a level of dysfunction, but I can't necessarily put my finger on it, nor can I describe specifically what it is. It's just a feeling. Both of those are products of the culture that has been created by the leaders within that organization. Now, what we'd love to do is get to a position where we can create a culture or an environment where we can have people wanting to be part of that organization or as a sales leader wanting to be part of our team. Now, as leaders, we often talk about this in terms of our team becoming a destination. Now, sometimes it's a little bit of a cliche or many people use that as a throwaway line, but it's actually true when you think about it. If you've got people who want to be part of your team and are looking at any opportunity to come into your organization or be part of your team, then that's a great place to be because it's, it says to the marketplace and it says to others outside of your culture, there is something about your team or about your environment that you have built that is very attractive that people want to be a part of. Now, if you can do that, whether it be a football team, whether it be a, a corporate team, whether it be a sales team, then that speaks volumes because once you've got that in place, you can then increase the chances of success by putting in a strategy that is now in line with your culture that you've created. And this all starts from us as a sales leader creating the environment and stipulating the behaviors that we believe are going to form a great, engaging, and high-performing culture. Now, that's not to say that your team members cannot influence and cannot help create that culture. By all means, let's get a, a team around, the, around a, a boardroom and start thinking about what, the, what a culture looks like so we can start creating that, and there's nothing wrong with doing that. And as I alluded to last week when I wrote, recorded the podcast on team alignment, Getting a team rallying around a common cause, a common set of objectives, and common purpose, and a set of team values is exactly what culture is. And to the credit of the of the manager, the leader, last week, that's exactly what they were doing, and had a great great opportunity to do that and help them create a great, vibrant culture. Which I know through the execution of the things we came up with and the team charter they came up with. They are literally going to be unstoppable in the project they're about to enter into. So what can we do as a sales leader to create a highly engaged culture if we understand and if we agree on the fact that culture is everything? Well, there's a number of elements to this. And what I've actually created is, and I did this for myself, and I've shared this with a number of sales leaders as well. It's a checklist in and around creating an exceptional sales culture. So there's a number of statements that I've created in this, and it's a self-assessment that enables you to think about and rate yourself in terms of uh, like a traffic light report, red, amber, and green, as to where you think you sit in relation to the rating on each of these key statements. Because each of these key statements are a key ingredient to creating an exceptional sales culture. So if you'd like a copy of this, please send me an email at darren at darrenmitchell.com.au or send me a DM on LinkedIn. I'd be more than happy to share with you this particular sales culture checklist. But there's a number of statements, and there's, I think, if I look at it, it's about four pages long, about 29 statements, and each of them is a key element to creating the exceptional sales culture. Now, I'm not going to go through every single 29 statements, but just to give you an idea of what are some of the things to think about when it comes to creating this exceptional sales culture. And it starts with, and this is in no particular order, but uh, here's, a, here's a few things to think about. First of all, have I identified it and developed the sales team's purpose. Now, what is your purpose? Now, what is your why? Why are you there? And why does it matter, right? What is the team's purpose? Why is why are you in this particular role? Why are you in this particular industry? Why is your company 
in this particular industry and what is your sales team's purpose in this? And just say no, it is not about your product and it is not about your service. But you've got to think about what is our purpose? Why do we exist? Now, the other thing about this is do we have a crystal clear vision for the sales team? Now, there might be a vision for the company, but for your sales team, and you might be one of different sales teams within your organization, depending on the size of the organization, it's really important to think about what is the vision for my sales team? What is it that we want to create? What does the next three, four, five, ten 10 years look like? What are we trying to achieve? And can I, as a sales leader, clearly articulate that vision in simple to understand language? I often say this, when somebody comes up to you, whether as a sales leader or a representative of an organization, and they ask you, what do you do? It's very easy for you to come around and talk about what you actually do. And Simon Sinek talks a lot about this in uh, in his why frame, in terms of many organizations know exactly what it is they do, and they are crystal clear on that. They don't even have to think about it. They'll just say, this is what we do. Sometimes they also can articulate pretty clearly how they do it. But very few of them and very few sales leaders can understand and then articulate why they do what they do. So being able to do that and articulate that vision in a clear and easily understood language is a key to creating that exceptional sales leader culture. The other thing is, it's okay for you. If you can do this, how about your team? If I went to your team members and asked them, how do they articulate the vision that you have for your team? Can they do exactly the same thing? Can they articulate the vision in simple to understand language? And this is and one point I want to make here. This is not just regurgitating a set of corporate speak because anybody can memorize corporate speak. But can somebody articulate a vision in their own language so that the key message gets put across in a way that influences the person you're having the conversation with to the point where they really resonate with what that vision is. It's not about the words you use, it's about the energy and the way you actually express that vision that determines whether this is real or not. So can they articulate the, the level of vision within the, within the team? The other one is, and this is all about behaviors, and we talk a lot about behaviors, and certainly when it comes to building trust, we've got to do this constantly because our team is always watching what we're doing. Is there a high level of trust that exists within the team? And can I easily articulate and demonstrate this trust, right? If I understand that people are watching my every move, am I demonstrating and operating through my behaviors with trust 100% of the time, especially when people are not watching? That is the test. Is there a high level of trust within the team? Is my attitude exceptional all the time? Or is it, uh, is, it, is it conditional based on how I'm feeling or what are the circumstances in the environment that's happening at that particular time? Is my attitude exceptional and is the attitude of my team exceptional at all times irrespective of what's happening? Now, if you take uh, vision and you start to break it down in terms of, okay, what are those goals? Are we crystal clear on what the goals are that need to be achieved? The target that needs to be reached over the 12-month period, six months, down to quarterly, weekly, and sometimes daily type goals. But also, am I really clear on the key metrics and core daily activities that are required to achieve those goals? So this is all a matter of breaking down all these key metrics and key ideas that collectively add up to creating a culture. Because I've seen so many times when leaders are putting in place KPIs and objectives, they go into a performance development plan. They're then handed to each team member. Those performance development plans are then spoken about at the start of the year. Then they're placed in a drawer. And at the end of the year or at the end of the six-month period, they are dusted off and then they're started to be reviewed. 
A great exceptional culture will be knowing exactly what needs to be done on a daily basis and we have things in place to start measuring performance against those because we know that the power of reflection and review is such a powerful thing that we can correct our course if we find ourselves getting off track, which is a function of an exceptional culture. So there's a whole host of other things. Again, if you if you like, there's 29 statements in this particular checklist. Each of them will give you a bit of an understanding in terms of where you're at for yourself, which will give you a clear indication of what some areas are that might be needed to be worked on in order for you to get to a position where you've created an exceptional sales culture. Because here's the thing, culture is everything. If you can create a culture where your team want to be part of your team, they will do anything to get into your team and do anything to stay within your team, which means that when it comes to things like discretionary effort, it will be up. It won't be needing you to be the motivational force to drive them to perform. They'll be doing that themselves because their intrinsic level of motivation will be significantly higher than somebody else who's waiting for somebody else to motivate them. Their engagement will go up. And guess what? The strategy that you put in place will have a much higher percentage of being successful because you've founded the entire team on a bedrock, which is an exceptional sales culture. So I hope that message makes sense. If you're a sales leader right now who is looking for some assistance in creating your sales culture, then do yourself a favor, get hold of this exceptional sales culture checklist. And if you really want to rocket your development towards being an exceptional sales leader, then hey, let's work together one-on-one. And to do that, simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time, we'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation, and we'll uh, we'll get to work as early as this week and get ready to uh, supercharge your development towards being that exceptional sales leader. And look, we can do that in as quick as the next 90 days. And it's amazing how things change in 90 days, and uh, that becomes a platform for extraordinary, extraordinary growth. So very much look forward to that conversation. As always, very much appreciate you plugging into the podcast, and I also look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.